0: that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on in the hopes that you two would like to be Average, average girls, average and only, yeah. average and only, yeah. yeah. Good morning, America. Oh, I was like, how do you know they're
1: watching in the morning? I don't. Okay. I don't know that they're watching at all. This could just be us, actually. And that's a deep hope.
0: God willing, it's just us. Hey.
1: We're back from a little hiatus. We did go on a little hiatus,
0: which um,
1: was on accident,
0: <laughs> on accident, and also didn't go unnoticed like we hoped it would. But
1: yeah, it's true. We did have well, I didn't have anybody tell me ask that, you about it. I no. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's so mostly for the three of you. Thanks for being here. Mostly, when people say anything about the podcast, I pretend like I don't recognize them. No, like I don't know who they are. Who's that? What do you mean? Like coworkers, they will be like, um, "Excuse me, I oh, oh, I don't know you."
0: I pretend like I don't know what a podcast is.
1: Oh, just the whole idea. Yeah, whole they premise. added me in a
0: staff meeting the
1: other day. Oh, oh I didn't tell
0: you this. That's no, I didn't. horrible. No, it was bad. It was um, what did we do? Oh, we were doing fun facts. We were doing a new staff meet and greet, and they oh. were like fun facts, and I couldn't think of a second one. And freaking Julie, God love Julie, unmute yourself. You have a podcast. That's fun. I said, shut up, Julie. <laughs> shut up. Dewey.
1: One time I was telling a story to a student and they were like, oh, yeah, no, I, I know that story. I listened to your podcast. No, you didn't. And
0: I was like. Well, here's. Wait, hold on. My story gets worse. Okay. Because then Meredith, also God loves our friend Meredith, um, shared with everybody that she turned it on with four of her friends on a drive. Said, oh, oh, wait, you should listen to my friends. Oh, just, but yeah. Isn't that awful? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Guys, guys, stop. Seriously.
1: Seriously. Also, tell
0: your friends.
1: I'm being dead serious. Stop. <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> okay, so for our hot take, I figured we would do something fun that we'll literally never do again. Tell us <laughs> about your engagement,
1: Maddie. Oh, my gosh. It better not happen again. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> a good point. Um, I got engaged how many days ago? It's only the 12th. Why does that feel like yesterday?
0: It has to be yesterday. It wasn't this. Oh my gosh, it's been over a week?
1: Yeah. It, I got engaged oh on the 4th of July, <laughs>
0: um,
1: which I found out he was debating between my birthday, the 4th of June, and the 4th of July. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. Which I was freaking out because I was gone. Oh. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But then luckily he planned against it. I wasn't going to be like, hey, please change the date of the engagement.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I went on a family vacation that I think it's my fourth family vacation with them. Um, and basically I, I'm a bad storyteller. Basically, Corey was so chill. So I was completely surprised because we literally spent the whole day on the beach, like no rush, nothing, Um, In hindsight, I've noticed a lot of things now. Wait, really? What did you notice now? Like, we were eating breakfast, and Rhonda was, like, talking to all of us, and Sharon and Johnny were there, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rhonda was, like, Corey's mom, Rhonda, Mm -hmm. was, like, um, oh, we're going to take family pictures today because everyone's here, like, um, friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she was, like, oh, we're going to take pictures because Johnny and Sharon's here today. Um so just like however much time you need to get ready this afternoon, just like make sure you shower and stuff for pictures later. I didn't think anything of it because we always right. do family pictures. It's usually more at the end of the trip, but I figured it's because Sharon and Johnny were there and it was the 4th of July. Right. That was another factor that like threw me off. <laughs> and then like 4th of July has always been my favorite holiday because it's always outside like summer. It's the only summer holiday, mm-hmm. so like all your friends and family are together. Um Fourth of July has a lot of other areas. I don't love <laughs> but in terms of like hanging out with family and,
0: and being in the summer. I Alexis always like, Oh, and I were making jokes, my quick interjection, making jokes about it for weeks leading up of like, but we we're like, you know what, this it's because Maddie's so patriotic. <laughs> Maddie loves this place. Oh gosh. Yeah, we had a we had a lot of actually I don't have to show you the messages because she was taking pictures of like like the Walmart shirts that are like freedom and beer really god bless beer. the usa yeah and we are like oh, we should have maddie wear this or we should get some gets <laughs> oh my gosh Sorry, <laughs>
1: that's funny um but so we laid out all day whatever i was getting ready for pictures and me and cory and sharon was with us all day too which is really nice and also sharon was like so calm like I, I feel like all my friends did a good job of, like, being chill about it. Because I feel like someone would have been, like,
0: oh, I'm so excited. I like, thought Sharon was going to blow it. Our friend Sharon is the most excitable little golden retriever baby.
1: I really thought she was going like, to, like, be with, so pumped
0: she was going to blow it.
1: With stuff that, like, really matters, though, I feel like she's good. You know? Like I'm not seeing her in
0: that situation, I guess.
1: Oh, okay. Because I definitely have. And I know that she would feel awful if she ruined it. So she's like, the pressure was on to like, make sure that everything was like perfect.
0: Oh, I first tell you how we thought we almost ruined it, but I'll tell you that once we get to that part of the story.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so I was with Sharon all day. Again, like, she was so chill. Like, everybody – like, I did not suspect a thing. Like, I didn't catch any glances at, from people, like, looking at each other. I didn't see anybody, like, on their phone the whole time. Like, I didn't see And you're anything. so observant. That's what we were worried about. I'm so observant. I did, however. I told myself, like, maybe six months ago that if I thought – some like, I don't know. I was hoping that Corey would propose to me within like a year or so Mm -hmm. from last like Christmas time. So I told myself then I was like, if I think anything's like weird or out of the ordinary, I'm just not going to investigate it. Because if it is an engagement, I don't want to ruin that. And um, so I just didn't look into anything, but I still am very like uh, observant. Anyways, we're getting ready or whatever. And me, Corey, and Jordan are like ready for pictures kind of early. And everybody else is still getting ready, like in the bathroom. And Rondo is like, oh, you guys are ready? Perfect. We actually need some like last minute stuff because we're gonna grill out for the fourth of July. And we we need like a couple things from Publix. Mm-hmm. So she was like, Can you guys go run this errand? We left, we went to Publix. And again, hindsight, they took like we took so long in Publix. Like so long, but I'm also very like go with the flow. So I guess I didn't realize. Um, so I guess I didn't realize that we were just taking like mad along in there. I was just like, <laughs> and like had no care in the world. And then I realized later, obviously that we were like buying time because his family and like you guys were all setting up everything. Yeah. Um, but we went we went to Publix, and then we went to another store um, to get something else, which I'm like, oh, no, we went to Walmart first. Right. And then we went to Publix, which, like, Walmart has everything. We don't need to go to Publix. Yeah, what was the
0: excuse for wanting to go to Publix?
1: He was like, oh, we still need ice and ice cream and something else. Oh,
0: I remember you saying this because you knew the brand that he wanted was at Publix, and that's why you said. It's so. funny
1: because I was, like, fueling their plan because it was like – Corey was like, oh, I don't really, I don't know if I want any of the ice cream over there. Like, maybe we can just get that at the next store. And in my head, I was like, oh, because you want Fudge Royale, don't you? And he was like, that's why. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, yes, I do. How did you know? And I was like, I know you. Like, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I know him. And he's like, that's just going funny. with anything that I say. He's
0: like, perfect. You caught me. That was
1: the secret. I also figured out that share. I will get to the engagement part, I swear. Um, But I also figured out that I bought this like brown dress at H&M, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to wear it for family pictures this year. Like, isn't it cute? And Sharon, it's funny because she was in my room while I was packing to go. And she was looking at everything that I was packing. And she was like texting. She was trying to text Corey to say like Maddie hasn't packed a dress yet. Like She hasn't packed anything mm -hmm. like that. And um, she spilled coffee all over my carpet. I just made her espresso. And she spilled coffee all over my carpet. And I was like, it's fine. Just like clean it up, whatever. But she was freaking out because she was trying to text Corey. Like, how do I get her to put a dress in there? Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, what do I do? And, um, I finally was like, Oh, I got this Brown dress from H H&M. and think it's really cute. I think I'm going to wear it for pictures. And so she texts Corey and she was like, the only way you're going to get her to wear that dress is if you say it's for family pictures, because yeah. his original plan was to say, like, we're going to do something early for Sharon's birthday or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, no, you have to change it. And it was nice that, like, Rhonda said we were taking pictures, not Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, so we go to the store, we come back and I like go to the bathroom and apparently Corey runs to his like room to get the ring Mm -hmm. and puts it in his back pocket and then he grabs me and the one thing I did notice was we're in this like beach house that like overlooks the water and everything. It's like such a pretty view through all the back glass doors Mm -hmm. and all the shades were closed Mm -hmm. and I was like, why are all the shades closed? Like that makes zero sense. Right, right. But then he, like, grabbed me, we went out the back door, and he said he was not nervous at all until he, like, went to open the door for me. And then it all, like, kind of hit him. But um, (laughs) you open the door, and there are, like, all these signs. I guess there were, like, reasons of why he wanted to marry me, um, like, leading up to this little... Uh, it was like a blanket on the sand and all these rose petals and candles and picture frames of us over the years. Um, and like a bouquet of flowers on the end. Ugh, and so, know. and so it's funny though, cause he like grabbed my arm and he's like, what are we doing? What is this? And I like was looking at everything and I was like, I'm going to cry. And I think you can hear it on the video, which really? is embarrassing. Yeah. But, um, We like walked out the little thing, we're like talking and like reading the signs or whatever. Um, And then I've tried for, I've tried so hard to remember exactly what he said when we got up there, but I was literally just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think we both blacked out. But he started with like, I've been in love with you for four years, something, something, something. Something, something unimportant. It was all great and so sweet. And I was like, definitely crying yeah and then you he was honest. like madison brie hood and like got down on his knee and said will you marry me <laughs> and of course i said yes why did i just
0: gasp like it was new information? <laughs> uh,
1: and then the crazy part was that like i guess everybody around the beach and like the house next to us all knew that like you guys are setting up for the proposal and so when i said yes And he put the ring on my finger. Everyone on the beach was cheering. And then everybody it was on, like, this little bridge where there was, like, public access to the beach where, like, all my friends and family were standing. And then I heard all of you guys cheering. I could not believe that you didn't see us. I did not see it. It was
0: the cutest moment that you were, like, in your own moment. You had your little, like, intimate moment, and then you saw it, and then it was just, like, shock and cry.
1: Yeah, I literally was, like, I was hugging him, and I was looking at my ring over his shoulder, (laughs) and I was, like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. This is, like, exactly what I wanted. And I could hear everybody cheering, and i look over, and all of a sudden I was, like, is that my mom and sister? (laughs) And he was, like, yeah, and I just lost it because – That was another thing that I was like, this would be the perfect week. But I don't think that he like has thought out having my mom and sister. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way they're here right now. You know? (laughs) And I just kept thinking like, I know he wouldn't do it without them, but there's no way they're here. Yeah. And I almost ruined the whole thing. What? Did I not tell you this? What? So I like you know how you can swipe down oh, on your apps? Yes, yes. Well I swiped down and I meant to click Instagram but I clicked find my like find my friends and I immediately swiped out of it but I
0: I could have easily seen my sister's location. I, which we didn't realize that until after I should have texted your mom and sister to tell them that too but I had yeah. only texted our group message of friends and had said everybody turn off your location. Okay yeah. But um, I should have texted your sister because that would have I mean, there would have been no that.
1: I know, I know.
0: But everybody that I was with that day was like, "No, she for sure knows." And I didn't think you knew until they convinced me that I, that you knew. And I was like, "Maybe she does know." I no, know. I I literally was so surprised. He and what was funny too is like. At the last minute, Corey like panicked about some of the decorations. And so we were like figuring whatever out with that. Yeah. So we were like on the phone back and forth trying to hide it because the fact that we're on the phone. Because it's not like Corey and I are regularly on the phone. Like Yeah, I <laughs> know. I'm
1: like, who are you talking to? And he's like, Haley.
0: Like he's never said that. Before. Never, never. And I, I'm not sure that he ever will, honestly. Right. So um, but it, I was literally standing right there, I was with Jasmine, and I was like, "Our." it was the morning of, and it, he was like making sure I had everything that I needed to like bring. And I was like, "Yeah, I have everything. Are you like, how are you? Are you okay?" And he was like, "Honestly, not nervous at all. I'm just really excited." Aww. He was just so pumped. So it was it was very fun. My favorite part of the entire night was your mom sobbing hysterically.
1: Dude, my mom <laughs> was losing it. Like, and you know how sometimes you lose it, and you're like, "Oh, thank God, I got that out of my system." No, no. She was losing it, like, every time she thought about it. Every time she –
0: yeah, you could see it in her eyes. It like, glazed over, and she was thinking about it again. i
1: ew, Oh, starting to make me mad.
0: No, my favorite moment, though, was whenever we were setting up. She had just walked in, and we're back there. I hugged her, and she's crying. And I was like – and I said, Mary, it's okay. You can cry. Because you could tell she was, like – all of the tears were just pent up in her face. She's beet red. And I was like, just let him out. Dear God, you're going to explode. And so I'm, like, rubbing her back. And and me and Jasmine were on either side of her. And I said, It's okay to cry. And she just went uh, and literally put her face in her hands. And I mean like like Sob. sobbed sobbed. And me and Jasmine looked at each other like uh, and we and that's whenever your sister came over and said, Jesus, take the wheel, mom. <laughs> and like you're out. She does say that. So it was just so funny. But yeah, so that was Maddie's engagement.
1: It was um, fun. And course. at the end it was. It was fun because like everybody came over to the house, obviously, and we just all got to hang out. Jordan took the best photos, and they we just beautiful. like grilled out and had a chill like time at the house. And it was just, it was just a good time.
0: It was a very good time. The I best time. I feel like time. there was something else about it that I wanted to wait. That you guys thought you almost <gasps> oh, ruined it. Yes, 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 yes. So we didn't know where your cars were parked. So we just knew, like, general area. It's, like, kind of hard to explain where the house was. It, it was, it, it yeah. It was, like, in a weird spot. So – and we parked down the street so nobody would know where our car was. But then we were afraid that as we walked across the street, we didn't know if you guys were in, like, a tall house, if it was like you were going to see out. If you saw me, Jasmine, Grace, running across the street, like, right. with a bunch of candles, you would have probably had an idea of what was going Right. On. So – we were already scared about that. We get to a parking lot and it's like next to a house. It was like where the um, bridge was. And oh. so we're like hiding over there. And then um, Sharon texted us. Sharon and Corey texted me at the same time and said like, okay, leaving now, like getting in the car. We didn't know if, we didn't know whose car it was. Like, I was like, my uh-huh. car is Corey drive. We're in like a big parking lot. And we're just freaking out, thinking that, like, you guys are about to walk out. And and no, you guys are going to walk out of that house that we were in oh. we were all standing there. So we're all freaking out. So then we're like, okay, let's run to the beach. So we start running towards the beach. but they're like, what if they can see us on the beach? There was no way we could go that was safe. It was, we were all having a panic attack for, like, 30 seconds. And then I spotted um, Rhonda, who was, like, told us to, like, come that oh, way. Like, and we, yeah. like, went through the beach way. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! It was the, honestly, it was I. W- it was the most panic. I was so nervous right before because I just really thought we were gonna blow. Up.
1: And it's so funny because like everything was perfect. Like all the details were perfect. I was thrown. And, I just couldn't believe you didn't know. That. And I would. I had this fear for a long time that I was gonna accidentally figure it out. Which is why I told myself that I wasn't going to look into anything. Yeah. But I just naturally am so observant. I just yeah. thought, like, maybe. Yeah. And again, hindsight, hindsight, I'm like, I guess he usually if he, like, goes to the bathroom or something, he just leaves his phone. Right. Or, like. But he was taking it. But he was, like, taking his phone. Or, like, flipping it over. Well, that's the thing.
0: I knew that you guys have, like, a pretty, like, open phone policy. Like, you guys are very not secretive about your phones no. in general. So I, every time I would text him, my brain would, like have a panic attack because I would like like whenever I texted him like two nights before I said I panicked because you were already at the beach and I completely forgot about making sure you had your nails done as a very poor friend move. Um. I completely forgot about it and so I texted him and said tell me this bitch has her nails done but if you had if you had his phone in your hand and you saw a text, then tell me this bitch has her. I mean, sign. we have
1: an open phone policy, but it's not like I'm on his phone.
0: I know, but I was thinking like, in my brain, like, we're watching TikToks together on my phone. All time,
1: oh, yeah, okay, or like yeah.
0: something like that where I don't know. Yeah, we're like looking over. at something together or whatever.
1: Yeah, no, Sharon had that on lock, actually, because she didn't come for my birthday, so she was like, okay, I feel really bad that I can't be there. She's So, a like, For my birthday gift, just don't get your nails done next time. And when I come down to Florida, because she's, like, living with me right now, she was, like, when I come down to Florida, I'll just take you to get your nails done. And I was, like, oh, okay. Like, that's so nice. Like, I'll just wait, I guess. And I almost got my nails done, like, a week and a half before she got here because I was, like, oh, my nails aren't done they look nasty. Like, I just don't like it. So I bought those, like,
0: press-ons. You did. Yeah, and I was okay. like, I guess and I'm just going to have them for a week. She Jasmine, whenever she came over, I forgot she even said this. She came over that morning, and she was like, okay, tell me she has her nails done." And I was like, yeah, she does. I fixed the Corey, last night. And she said, okay, thank God, because last time I saw that girl, she had press-ons.
1: And, and they <laughs> didn't look like press-ons, but they were <laughs> press-ons. <laughs> yeah, no, Sharon had that on lock.
0: Um... Moving yeah. on. So that was um, Maddie's uh, engagement, which was um, a bright spot in our lives. Um, so yes. I get to um, – what's the word? What's the? You, you told me I couldn't do it last time we talked, but I'm going to. Officiate. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why you would ever want to do that. I just feel like it would be hilarious. Who, who would you guys have officiate? You probably haven't figured that out yet.
1: Well – You see, I suggested oh I suggested Bobby actually. What? But Corey wants Bobby in it and he wants him to just enjoy it. But I think Bobby would I think Bobby's great at being like fun and entertaining. Mm -hmm. And he knows me and Corey obviously really well. Like he's a part of our relationship. And he's also really good at serious things. Like, he's very intentional. He's very well thought out. Like, he -hmm. has that, like,
0: more serious side that I really appreciate. (laughs) I love that people that might not know Bobby are trying to imagine who Bobby is and it's not even close to accurate. Because Bobby's just, like, a creature of his own. (laughs) Yeah. Like, anyone could describe Bobby to me and I wouldn't know him until I met him. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I agree. But Corey's like, no, I want him to be a groomsman and, like, just enjoy it and, like, not have to be worried about anything. Yeah. And... I told Bobby that this weekend, like after we got engaged and Bobby was like, Oh my gosh, I would be so stressed. Like, <laughs> so stressed. but we also thought about Corey's dad, but we also want him to enjoy it and True. like don't have to worry about it. Um, but somebody recommended my uncle rich, mm. which would maybe be, I feel like, I mean, he's been kind of like a father figure to me and would be great at it, mm-hmm. and loves Corey. Mm-hmm. So it's not a bad option. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll have to see if he's free. <laughs> hey, Rich, if you're listening, God help us if
0: you are. So, Anywho. Fun. Details I love to come. So that's um marriage. So Maddie, tell us your best marriage advice. Did you see my yeah?
1: <laughs> uh, today I vowed that I will not be the girl who – Gets married and then two weeks later tries to volunteer marriage advice via Instagram caption. That's, it's nauseating. It's
0: actually pisses me off more than most things. It's, it's alarming. I don't want to know. I don't, I don't trust you. No. What do you, what do you have to go off of? Nothing. Your engagement was six months and you've been married for two weeks. You said
1: marriage has taught me so much.
0: About What? literally shut up it taught you so much about the fact that yeah you should probably clean up your toothpaste gunk in the sink that's quite (laughs) literally all you figured out about each other that you didn't know right i mean like i'm
1: sure it teaches you things but like not enough for you to tell me on instagram and
0: and in two weeks i could look no two months oh is that what we said yeah still two months
1: sucks too two months you just don't know anything it's like the first two months of your dating relationship is literally the honeymoon phase.
0: People go to summer camp for two months. <laughs>
1: that didn't apply to literally Nothing. Anything. Anyways. People go to summer camp for two months. This is true. This is. She's not lying. Some summer camps are two weeks. Some are two months. And either of them happen. And we learn something, and we don't. I mean, and the reality <laughs> is that you can have a summer camp fling for two months, and it means nothing.
0: Thank you for helping. Which my means point. you
1: could be married for two months, and it means nothing. I mean, it means something. In Your
0: marriage means nothing. That's what, this that, is coming
1: off worse. I'm just no, saying, it, like, it can. I'm not. What? I don't want to listen to anyone who's only been married for two months. Okay, that's all I'm trying to say. Here's what I want to say.
0: I'm not trying to listen to literally anyone. I don't want to hear marriage advice in an Instagram caption. I don't care. Unless it's uh Brene <laughs> Brown. Unless it's Brene Brown. You better have credentials. Credentials. Doctor. Yeah. Who? Is she a doctor? Yeah, Dr. Brene Brown. Doctor
1: Brene Brown. So yeah. So if you don't have so, a doctor yeah. <laughs> if doctorate <laughs> <laughs> shit, shit shit. If you don't have a doctorate, don't talk to Haley. You can
0: talk to me. No, seriously, don't even talk to me if you're not a doctor. Yeah. Seriously, like, this, she pays me. If she didn't pay me, I swear to <laughs> God, we would not have this conversation. Which, by the way, you're late on payments. Huh? You're late on payments. Girl, I will never pay you. For what? I don't know. Life coaching? Life
1: coaching? Yeah, you don't,
0: I don't coach you. You're right. Okay, I, let me, let We're the record moving show. On. Okay. We're going to ah. talk about murder. We're going to, yeah, okay, so I didn't really think through the segue from engagement to family murder, but... <gasps> <laughs> that's surprising
1: <laughs> family murder is the worst type uh,
0: okay tell me more about that
1: I think family murder is the worst because <laughs> it obviously takes a much darker person to kill your own children no not their family different family oh
0: Wait, well supposedly
1: we've talked about like family murder as in what are they called? People,
0: who... people? <laughs> you know what they're
1: called they're called family Analysts, Annihilists.
0: No, you're so close, you're so close. (laughs) Analysts,
1: what the heck? Um, Family, I thought
0: it was, Family Annihilators. There you go, I was gonna say, there's someone who's listening in their car who's yelling.
1: Yes, (laughs) Family Annihilators, those are the, I think those are the darkest. Those
0: are very dark. Because how do you look at your daughter and then shooter? I don't know, you could ask John List. I don't wanna ask John List. I think he's dead, so you can't. He's horrible, he's a horrible man. He is. He's very mentally ill. Very deranged.
1: Anyways, so this is about people who murder other people's families? Yes. That's sickening.
0: Well, okay, so this story in general is very, um, well, okay, this is one of the ones that haunted me from Crime Junkie, like, way back in the day. It's, like, one of the first ones that I ever listened to, but I can't listen to Crime Junkie that much anymore, but this is one of the ones, whenever I was still in in my phase of it, I could still listen to it. Why can't you listen to it? Um, I, they kind of bother me now. Do you think that people feel that way about us? They're like, For oh, sure. they were kind of
1: interesting, but now it's, like, overplayed. Like, no. I I already know their personality, so, like, the jokes they make just are not funny anymore. Like, we get um, it.
0: Part of me, We guess. get it. Maddie has
1: a bad memory, you know? Well, we don't joke about that all the time. We joke about it often. I'm just saying, like, like certain <laughs> comments. Is that why? Like, you're like, oh, I've been there, done that. Like, I get how you guys feel. Or talk. do they feel like it makes them a
0: part of something, you know? I don't understand. Are they like, oh, I get the joke because now I know them? You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Yeah, no. I'm saying I'm asking where you fall on what I think.
0: Yeah, like why are you over them? Oh, they're just annoying. They're not funny, whereas we are. See, no, we are. I don't know. No, other people think we're funny. Even whenever I don't think we're funny, other, other people, people
1: might think that you are funny. No, they
0: think we're funny. Uh, guys, stop listening. Can someone tell her she's funny? Turn Anyways, it off. Seriously. I'm going to scream my lungs out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why this whole podcast, I've just, won- we haven't recorded in a while. I just want to scream. Do it. No, I can't. You have to. I'll cover the mic. <laughs> what, what would that help? <laughs> don't look I just at- feel like it's some sort of release <laughs> you need. She, she looked at me and nodded like it was time. It's, it's safe to go. Okay. yeah. So basically, I'm going to regurgitate this Crime Junkie podcast onto regurgitate. you. Regurgitate. Regurgitate it. And you're just going to take I it like my- a baby bird.
1: You know, this is absolutely pointless, but I learned the word regurgitate when I went to the Point Defiance Zoo in like the first or second grade, and I just watched a gorilla eat and throw up and eat his throw up over and over and over (laughs) again, and that was the first time anyone has ever told me what the word regurgitate means. And now whenever anybody says regurgitate, I just picture a gorilla throwing up into his hands, eating it, throwing it up, eating it, throwing up, and then feeding it to his baby. (laughs) what the hell I didn't say why was it doing that I didn't say it was a good story
0: (laughs) why was it doing that
1: that's just my mental picture why was it doing that to make the baby have small enough soft pieces to eat really that's what they told me at the point defiance zoo I don't know I'm not a zoologist name the zoo again point defiance zoo point defiance zoo yeah point defiance I know I'm here.
0: I'm hearing it. I'm just like confused about a lot of things. It doesn't make sense to you because you're not from the PNW. <laughs> Did you hear that? She just said she's better than me.
1: Uh, you
0: know no, I just said that where wolf. I'm from is
1: better than where you're from. What the fuck? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Okay, so our story today starts in our favorite place, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I was going to say Kansas. Hmm, never been there. Have you ever been there? No, I thought it was a sarcastic comment. It is. I've never been there either. But
1: North Carolina is actually kind of cool.
0: No, it is cool. I just, anyways, moving on. (laughs) Um, Gary Eastburn and his family live in a little city outside of Fort Bragg. So it's called Fayetteville. It's 1985. Uh, Gary works for the Air Force and he takes a job in the UK with the Air Force. So the only downside is that he's going to have to do a three-month-long training program in Alabama before he can accept the position. So they're really excited about it. But he has to leave his wife, Katie, and their three little girls under five. Um, He keeps in close contact, though, and they have a standing phone date every Saturday. It's like their usual ritual. Gary and Kate call each other, yada, 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 Saturday afternoons, all is well in the world. Happy family, right? Gary and Kate at eight. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) I actually just watched a um, recent update on uh, John and Kate Plus 8, if you're wondering. John's not looking too good. No, he's looking better these days. Okay. He's looking better than Kate.
1: Well, Kate is literally the inventor of the Karen pet. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never sure. be
0: very good. She'll never be okay again. Um, so on Saturday, May 11th, 1985, Gary's waiting by the phone for Katie to call, but she doesn't call. So he decides to call the house, to which he gets no response. So at first, he's not really worried. I mean, there's three girls, so he's like, okay, something probably came up at some point. But he doesn't hear from her by the end of that night, and he starts to get a sick feeling that something is wrong. So he calls a friend who's local in the area, asked him to call the sheriff's department to do a wellness check on his family since he hasn't heard from them. And they do, so the sheriff goes to knock on the door, and there's no answer. Everything in the house seems in order, though. But the deputy goes to the neighbor's house to ask if anyone had seen him. And at this point, it's late in the evening. And everybody in the neighborhood says, no, they haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, the neighbor who they had talked to was now suspicious because now her, like, red flags were up because the sheriff was there. He realizes that he hadn't seen Katie's car move in two days either. And he hasn't seen any movement in the house. Hmm. Uh, and then he realized that the newspapers had piled up at the front of the house. And then he goes over to the door. That's when he hears a baby crying and uh-uh. no one comes to console the baby. Uh-uh. And so he obviously knows something is really wrong. He goes to his wife who calls the Eastburns babysitter for more information in case she was supposed to be with them or if she'd heard from them. She doesn't know anything. So the wife calls the sheriff's department again and a deputy is dispatched. So protocol at the time is that you can't enter someone's house without permission, but it isn't until the babysitter comes in the house and creeps around the windows and sees baby Jana in the house frantic that makes them realize they need to get in there. So the deputy's like, screw this. I'm done. I'm going inside. When he gets in the window that he crawls through, it is not a cool rescue story like everybody was probably expecting it to be. Inside, he immediately recognizes the smell of decomposition. Baby Jana is alive, but she's dehydrated and exhausted and is sitting in a diaper that's been dirty for days. Later, when she's checked out by doctors, they say that Jana was so sick that she was hours away from death herself. Isn't that terrifying? Yeah, it's horrible. Like
1: she's... (laughs) No, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I stuck this pin in the table and then I ripped
0: the top off. So I can't get it off. Right baby Jana. This is when you decided I'm sorry.
1: To I didn't mean to do it.
0: Okay. Back to decomposing bodies. I am can, sorry. But don't apologize to me. apologize to the Eastburns. burns. But the scene is bad. They follow a struggle through the living room into the master bedroom where they are first struck by the sight of three-year-old Erin. There's a pillow over her face and her throat was cut. Oh, yeah. my um, gosh. What the thing? detective then found 32-year-old Katie, who was stabbed 14 times with her bra and underwear wrapped around her. Kara is found under her Star Wars blanket in her room. And she's stabbed multiple times in the chest. I don't have how old Kara was for some reason. Wait. What? Don't cheat. I'm only here.
1: Wait, 32-year-old Kara was Katie. the Katie. Mo- Katie. Was stabbed. Stabbed. Kara is found under her Star Wars blanket in her room she's done multiple times. The so there's different
0: different ways of killing all of them, which is weird. Yeah. But um here's the awful part. They have to call Gary in the UK and tell him his entire family's dead except for the baby. What do you do? I ugh. um they only tell him that there's death in the family. They don't say any more information because like how how does one function alone being told that i don't know yeah so he finds out whenever he gets back that only jana is alive and not only that jana is lucky to be alive and she has developmental delays because of like uh, how much you know yeah um she stops talking she i think i believe she's two years old i don't think i have her exact age she stops talking she has fear reactions to pictures of the house and she keeps saying every single time whenever they try to do like some sort of interview on her she keeps saying hide hide we have to hide Like, it's the only thing she can say about the house. Like, won't go back there. (laughs) They think that she survived because someone in the family probably told her that she needed to go hide. Isn't that so disturbing? Oh, that is
1: gut-wrenching.
0: So, obviously, you know, the answer to this is going to be in motive because this is, like, a little suburban town. And, like, why is someone killing a mom and two children?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then left the baby, like – and, like, I mean, she b- might have been hiding, but, like, maybe this person, did this person not know them to know that there would have been a baby home? Mm. Like, was it random? So, so
1: random? Weird. Yeah.
0: Or did he spare the <clears throat> baby? Don't know. So, Katie was sexually assaulted. They find that after they, you know, um, what's, her, what's it called? Do an autopsy? Yeah. So, um, that could have been motive, but even some rapists don't have a desire to murder, let alone two little girls. So, it couldn't have just been that. Yeah. Um, there were some missing things too. There's a metal lockbox, $300 in cash and Katie's MT- ATM card, MTM card, ATM card are all missing. Hmm. Um, but the case did have one real benefit though. It looks like this was the work of an amateur because there is physical evidence everywhere, all over the place. Hmm. There is a shoddy cleanup job. There's an absence of blood for some very bloody attacks. So it looks like he, they had immediately tried to clean it up. They use luminol, and everything lights up. There's bloody towels. It's all over the walls. There's an unknown blood sample, which they assume is the attacker because it doesn't match anyone in the family. So they have that. The same with some head hairs that they find. Some are head hairs, but they also find an unknown pubic hair in the bathroom, too. Um, Unknown fingerprints are found throughout the house and shoe prints outside that don't match any of the shoes owned by anyone in the Eastburn family. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, they have have, (laughs) – they have – I went to have and need at the same time – Nope. Haven't. Doesn't matter. Literally doesn't matter. Last but not least, they find a semen sample from a post-mortem rape kit they do on Katie. So they literally have any kind of sample that you can oh. have. Not only that, they have a witness. What? hmm Someone watched all of this? Well. And saw him leave or something? Um, They saw uh, – essentially what they believe is him leaving. Um, so police are contacted by a man named Patrick who says he was outside around 3 a.m. when he saw someone – around the Eastburn residence. Patrick was just leaving his girlfriend's house on the street. Now, Patrick is kind of a shoddy dude, as they usually are, because, of course, nothing is ever reliable. He has a long criminal history, but he doesn't have any reason to come forward with this. He doesn't gain literally anything. Yeah. He says that he sees a tall white man who is blonde with a mustache with a larger nose. He remembers he was wearing a beanie hat, a members-only jacket, and a trash bag over his shoulder. He said something like getting an early start to Patrick as like his excuse as to why he was out like near their house walking past the Eastburn house. Getting an early start? What would that have meant? Literally 3 a.m. Like as if, I don't know if he was like trying to say he was just up and going to work or something. Okay, weird. Then he gets into a car that looks like a white Chevette and drives off. Chevette? Chevette. What's a Chevette? I don't know. Do I look like I know cars? Chevrolet? No. no. Chevrolet? <laughs> Wait, I wanted to sing the Chevrolet song, but I don't remember it.
1: Mm-hmm, Chevrolet.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling you made that one up. No. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Um, police create a composite sketch based off of what he tells them. The babysitter tells police interesting info as well. Katie had said something in previous weeks that someone had been calling the Eastburn home, someone who Katie believed was stalking her. Hmm. Uh huh. Sometimes the caller was completely silent, but sometimes he would say sexual things to her. Police were unable to trace the calls because this is the 80s. So they don't have that yet. Katie had also put an ad in the paper for someone to purchase their family dog because they're moving. So they're looking to rehome the dog. And a few days before the murder, Katie was contacted by someone named Angela about the dog. The dog was no longer in the house. So it's the assumption that this person came to pick up the dog, or the dog just ran away, but chances are somebody responded to that. They, the last person to see her may have been the person who came to get the dog. Hmm. I was thinking of
1: the car dealership <laughs> at home that says, sunset Chevrolet. Oh, okay.
0: But I don't know that, is there a Chevrolet car song? No, right now my head is doing the Stanley Seymour song, so I have no idea.
1: One, eight, hundred, yeah.
0: Stanley's name is cleaner,
1: <laughs> which um, I thought
0: was a Pittsburgh thing for the longest time.
1: Did you guys have one triple eight seven seven eight? I can i and, nine, an e and an L
0: and no kill mortgage. Nope. Oh. <laughs> okay. Is it raining? No. Sorry. Moving on. Okay. So six days later, police make a public statement that I wrote as pubic statement, as I'm looking at it now, <laughs> a public statement requesting that whoever adopted the dog come forward to the police for questioning. But, and he says, that you aren't a suspect. We just think that you might have been the last person. You might have some good information for us. Luckily, Angela, who had bought the dog, happens to be watching the news that night. And so she looks to her husband, Tim, who's an Army Staff Sergeant, um, and says like, hey, you were the one who went to go pick up the dog. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, you might have something that they need to know. So they're at home having lunch when they see the news coverage. And Angela recognized the composite as her husband, though, the man who was seen at 3 a.m. What? And so she's like, wait, that's bizarre. Can you imagine you're watching the news? Wait, she's not watching the news. She's no, watching she is. The they're news. both watching the news together.
1: Mm-hmm. And you look at the thingy and then you look over and it's your husband at the thingy, I'm the worst. <laughs> you look at the news and you look to your left, and it's your husband sitting on the couch next to you. And he's
0: smiling at you, and he's just like acting as
1: calm,
0: as cool as a client. He just takes a bite of a cinnamon toast crunch, and You're I was just looking slap
1: at him. it out of his hand. Actually, I might disappear in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on second thought, I would just play it cool and then disappear like, to a safe spot. I wouldn't, like, question him. Oh, you wouldn't? No, not if it was murder. Not if, like, I thought I recognized them on something for murder.
0: Oh, really? But then do you go right to the police?
1: Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'd have to genuinely think it was him. Like, it'd have to match enough. Do I have a white
0: Chevrolet? (laughs) Yeah, but I... (laughs) Chevette. Chevette? Chevette. um, Oh, yeah. Chevrolet
1: is literally what I was saying. Yeah.
0: But I feel like it would... uh, uh, I don't think you would really ever think it's them. Not really. Unless you all of a sudden had all of the But if
1: they're saying like you have they drove off in a white car, they have a big nose blonde, tall, and and they're they're wearing you're married to that big nose blonde. And they're wearing that one jacket that you know they have. It's fair. If that of all of the boxes checked if all of that was there, yeah. Literally go to bed like I knew nothing and I would slide out like
0: a snake on my belly out the door. I was wondering what analogy you are going to choose there. And you chose a snake. Okay. So she, Angela says, hey, you snake. need to go to the police and tell them that we're the ones that got the dog. And Tim does. Oh. So he goes to the police station and tells them that he is the man that they're looking for because he's the one that bought the dog. And the police immediately recognize that this has to be the guy from the sketch. He looks identical. But it's not. Well, it's hold on. It's not. I know. You it. always get to guess. He quickly realizes that he's being questioned as if he might be a suspect when they realize not only is this the guy who bought the dog, but he also matches the sketch. They weren't anticipating him to match the sketch. Yeah. They thought the person who – they were supposed to be two separate people. Yeah. Um, So they ask him where he is the night of the murders to which he doesn't have a solid alibi. He had taken his wife and his daughter out for the day to visit family out of town, and his wife had stayed overnight whenever he went home. Oh, that's horrible. It's not. That's the worst alibi. Oh, I was like, "What that part?" No, I mean, like
1: that doesn't help him at all. Like he dropped his kids off Mm -hmm. and his wife,
0: and then went home alone. Yeah, but but he does give bodily samples willingly, so he gives blood and saliva over. Like he's got nothing to hide. They also are conducting some people are just stupid. Well, that's fair. He's willing. They're also conducting a photo lineup for Patrick. They have a previous mugshot of Tim's when he had bounced a check years before. So they show the photo lineup to Tim, who immediately ident- or to Patrick, I'm sorry. They show the photo <laughs> to Patrick who immediately test identifies Tim as the man that he saw outside at 3 AM. Okay. Not only that, they go to see his car. A white Chevette. A oh, white Chevette. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just sitting in the police parking lot. So basically the police are like throwing a party, popping some champagne because everything's just been handed in their lap.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: So they questioned Tim for seven hours and then released him. They wanted just a little bit more evidence before they can go after him. And that's exactly what they get. A day or so after the murders, Tim is seen by his neighbors burning something in a barrel. Now, hold on. This story has a twist. So don't think that you have all the answers just yet. A dry cleaner comes forward and tells the police, the way that I just said that, exactly. a dry cleaner, as, as in not a dry cleaner, but a dry cleaner that is dry. A dry cleaner. <laughs> yeah, yeah like not. A dry cleaner. Yeah. yeah. A dry cleaner comes forward and tells the police. Cleaner that, is a weird word. Cleaner. <laughs> cleaner. Why have I Aren't never realized
1: that cleaner and wiener sound the same? I mean, run. <laughs> cleaner wiener. <laughs> Don't gasp. <gasps> You need a cleaner wiener. Good one. That was a really good one. I was waiting for you to say it. cleaner. Cleaner. You wiener. ever just have a moment where the word sounds very mm-hmm. weird, like pajama? No, pajama doesn't do it for me. I well, you haven't like, said it enough times. Pajama, pajama, pajama. Oh.
0: <laughs> Point proven. Why are you crying, Maddie? Literally has her head in her in her hands right now. Pajana. She's upset. Pajama. Okay. Um. You've never touched my back like that before. See Yeah, the small of your back. Yeah. It does feel rather intimate, doesn't it? It does. Um. Okay, here we are. A dry cleaner comes forward and tells the police that Tim had brought in a members-only jacket to get cleaned. Then Tim's landlord adds that Tim was late on his rent, but right after the murders, Tim comes up with cash to pay his $300. dollars Last but not least, an eyewitness identifies Tim as the man that she saw at the ATM ahead of her when Katie's debit card was used after the murders.
1: Oh, wow. So it was him.
0: Yes. In all caps. So this man is dead in the water. (laughs) He's arrested immediately for three counts of first degree murder and one count of rape. When he's offered a plea deal, Tim refuses to take it. He insists that he's innocent, telling them that they need to test the physical evidence. He's saying that he isn't even afraid of the results because he's confident that he wasn't there. Now, remember, there isn't DNA at the time, but they have hairs. They can compare hairs, blood, types, and fingerprints. So the blood isn't entirely conclusive because technology at the time isn't super conclusive just yet. But when they test the fingerprints, results all came back inconclusive for matching Tim or negative for matching Tim at all. What? (laughs) Again... Here's the same way. None of the physical evidence can be entirely linked to him, which just leaves enough evidence that it could potentially not be because if it was, it would match conclusively. You might not know the answer to.
1: But when certain technologies were invented that like solved a bunch of cases, did they go back to all these open cases and rerun as much like evidence as they could? I would assume so then was there a bunch of unsolved cases that just were solved within a matter of like two years from using it? wouldn't have been that fast. Well, but, like over time then like a bunch of open cases got
0: answered because they had evidence. Yeah. They just, I would think, but so, right so many people stuff. take pleas that they might have just said like these people already, which took once deals. you take
1: a plea deal, you can't reopen the case.
0: Right. Or is um, that something else? I don't know. I think it might depend on the state. Huh? I would think that's just me guessing
1: what was it in where the crowd adds sing didn't they say <laughs> something in the case where it was like no it wasn't that book I don't know'
0: you're, you're reading so many books you're you're forgetting which one's which it might have been a movie oh <laughs> well okay just let me get you cut it um okay so very confusing in general um okay one year later they go to trial all the witnesses – I thought you were gasping at my noise. No, listening. that's yawning. All the witnesses are sure, and the circumstantial case is really strong. They make a slideshow of the crime scene and autopsy to show at trial. It's 90 minutes of a slideshow of pictures from the house. That's horrible. 90 minutes that the jury's just looking at, like, ch- children being murdered. No. So the jury deliberates for three days before coming back with a verdict guilty, sentencing Tim to death. So the defense team is pissed about this. None of the loads of physical evidence added up to being Tim's. So Tim is booked into prison after this when he gets a chilling postcard in the mail. The postcard reads, Dear Mr. Hennis, I did the crime. I murdered the Eastburns. I'm sorry that you're doing the time. I'll be safely out of North Carolina when you read this. Thanks, Mr. X. What? Uh Uh-huh. And... At this point, he is being held. Mm -hmm. He's been sentenced to death for this, and he gets this creepy postcard.
1: So it obviously wasn't him, like, pretending to be somebody else. Well. It was his wife.
0: Well. To try and get him out. I can't tell you. Okay. Tim's lawyers start the appeals process immediately. They think that they can prove that the 90-minute slideshow was what biased the jury. He said they basically would have wanted a conviction. It doesn't matter. They were pissed at him because they just thought it was him. So the appeal is accepted and moved 90 minutes away from Fayetteville to get a fair trial. The first thing they go after is the credibility of the witnesses who had gotten in trouble since the trial. They were just trying to basically say, like, public drunkenness, which one, got, one of the guys had was, like, a reason – They think that they might have gotten a deal somehow. There was no way to prove it, but they just went after it. They go after Mrs. Cook at the ATM who was behind him, um, and they think that she could have been biased from the media because she had seen Tim on the news. The transaction that she had at the ATM was three and a half minutes after Tim was there. The defense team handles this really brilliantly. They have a jury sit for three and a half minutes in silence to emphasize a point that a lot could happen in three and a half minutes, Mm. and it's possible that um, she wasn't even there. They also refute the members-only jacket, but they learned that when they talk to experts, you have to use a special chemical to remove blood residue, and they hadn't used that on the jacket. They do a comparison with a luminol test, and they test that jacket, and there's no blood that comes up. Mm. So you would think. The burn barrel was examined, including the charred remains. Nothing ties to the east burns. This might not be concrete, though. Like, there's not anything. Like, he could have just burned it all enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, the footprints are three times smaller than Tim's, though. Oh, three times! <laughs> well, I mean, like I think it's three sizes. When it, but whenever they say that, I don't think they mean I was like, like three <laughs> times. It he has like, poly pocket feet. He's like a full grown man, bro. Nothing has ever tasted
1: as good as a poly pocket boot, though. Oh, <laughs> Christ! You ever cheated? On no, one I know. Time? I used to love that. You chewed that purple. It just- yeah, it just triggered something in. Yeah, you just chew on old jacket. Bro. I can still no, hear the sound. The boots. <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah, it's like very unpleasant. Like squeaky?
0: <clears throat> it tastes so good, though. <laughs> I just didn't know where you're going with that. Probably okay.
1: pocket feet, though. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it's bad. So
0: <laughs> none of the hair matches. None of the fingerprints match him. Patrick is also um, undermined when they find a guy who looks a lot like Tim, who lived a few doors down. Who suffered from insomnia? <laughs> what? <laughs> so they right? think
1: it's the insomnia who just
0: went. Poor guys. No, they think that he might have been the guy that was walking. Oh, <laughs> who didn't did. an early start? Did <laughs> he was just walking, and he really was. <laughs> um, he. Mm-hmm. Oh. And here's the other thing. The guy who, the sleepwalker. No, he's not a sleepwalker. His he's an insomniac. Yeah,
1: I realize. He
0: walked lot. the streets in his members-only jacket and beanie sometimes.
1: What? <laughs> Literally,
0: he had one. Members-only jacket? That's so specific. I think it's a brand, isn't it? Oh. I don't know. Okay, anyways. The police found him in the initial investigation, but they took his jacket and beanie to hide from the defense, so they think that they were, like, trying to use it. The police say they weren't hiding it. They had stored it. Blah, blah, blah. So then the, the second time they go to trial, the jury comes back with a not guilty verdict, A-S-A-P. So oh. now Tim, who was just on trial, who, or who had a death sentence, now he's back out in the world because he's not guilty. So now what? Okay? Don't worry, the stories not over. No, Were you scared? No. no it's what? back. Tim goes back into the Army after this. He's like, you know what? Let's start a new life. He gives back to his wife. They have another child. He has a spotless record after this. And for 20 years, the Eastburn case sits completely unsolved. If Tim was it, it was already double jeopardy, so he can't be tried again. You can't be tried twice. That's what
1: I was thinking of. Double jeopardy. Double jeopardy. tried twice. Yes. Like
0: once you've already been tried, you can't reopen it. Uh, Yeah, not for the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they can't do it again. But by then, it's 2005. They have DNA now. Uh, See, this is what I was saying. The semen sample. So, they figured that they would just test the vaginal swab that's never been tested and they get a match. The match is Tim Hennis. Oh, <gasps> no. Not only is it Tim Hennis, but he's 1.2 quadrillion times more likely to match Tim than any other man in North Carolina. I did not know quadrillion was a number. How?
1: Huh? Of course it's a quadrillion because it's his sperm, it's his.
0: It's his. So unequivocally, Wait, it's how,
1: how uh, what's the percentage of similarity between semen of all men? I
0: guess it's made up of the <laughs> I'm same. I'm not even sure what that statistic would, meant.
1: Like, I guess it's made up of the same materials or like ingredients. Ew.
0: Don't say about the ingredients. Isn't in there semen. like glucose in there or something? I've never tested it. Well, neither have I, but I'm pretty sure I was told that by like search, a science teacher. Search what's in semen. <laughs> what
1: makes up
0: C? Yeah, I feel like glucose is in it because isn't it like a, doesn't somebody say it's like a carb? Semen is
1: made <laughs> up of sperm.
0: Sorry. <laughs> a
1: carb? Yeah. It gives you energy? Yeah, that, maybe. Or, or it turns to fat if not used? Maybe. Is it doesn't have calories?
0: <laughs> sorry. sorry. I don't know.
1: Um, well, maybe not. Okay, so it contains proteins, fatty acid, and fructose.
0: Oh, maybe that's them. Isn't fructose sugar? Well, fructose- To nourish the sperm. That's what I'm thinking of. Fructose corn syrup. Well, that's certainly different. Or is it not? I don't know. I hope it's different. Is there glucose
1: in sperm? The glucose content of normal human semen amounts to 0.41. Oh, there's a negative correlation between this sugar and sperm mobility. It must have an important role on the metabolism of the cells. Cervical mucus is very rich in glucose and does not contain fructose. Okay. Mucose.
0: So that being said, they tested his fructose and they (laughs) found that it's absolutely Tim. No matter what, though, he already has double jeopardy. Now, the only saving grace for Tim at this point is that there are questions about the integrity of the lab in North Carolina because some of the samples were being distorted to help prosecution cases, which is really, really a scary thing in general. Yeah. Um, because some of them, they found this lab in North Carolina w- were from death row cases. And in three cases, those people had already been put to death to solidify death row cases. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they were wrong. <gasps> yeah. Ugh. The DNA was not done by this lab, though. It was done by a different lab. It just oh happened wow. to be in North Carolina. It just ends up buying them more time to, like, save Tim. So Tim gets away with it. What?
1: Just kidding. Even though they have the proof? No, he oh. doesn't get
0: away with it. <laughs> So remember, here's how, here's how Tim is now back in the military and the military has its own court that is outside of civil court. They don't have double jeopardy. It doesn't exist in military court. He screwed himself over by The the military. Yep. The military catches wind from the civil courts and they decide they work together. They decide to call him back into quote unquote active duty despite his retirement and as soon as he's back in active duty, they spring on him that oh hey you're back in active duty congratulations, they mirandize him. He's now immediately arrested and charged in military court for the for murder. So if
1: he just would have like gone on his merry way and had a normal life and worked, as, he could like, have a written janitor, a book about it,
0: and they would have been like okay, <laughs> that seems like a weird law. The double jeopardy. Thing. It makes sense in like you know like normal cases but then in their situations like this that are totally off the wall that it doesn't help it's all of a sudden you're like shit you know
1: wow yep so this case was 2005 mm-hmm. or at least when the dna came through so yep.
0: He's still in prison well um well i'll get to that oh so they go to trial Tim has an entirely different defense this time. His story now is that he had consensual sex when he went there to go get the dog from a stranger, a mother with three daughters. They decided to have consensual sex all of a sudden. The lawyer insinuates that Katie was a military wife and this kind of thing just happens. But the jury is all military men. So they're all like, screw you. (laughs) Like that. Oh, okay. Now all of our wives are whores because, you know, we're like. In the military, is that that's what yeah. you're saying? So that clearly didn't work. Plus, this had never come up before. This was brand a brand new defense. Um, he says that he didn't want to bring it up because he didn't want to hurt Gary Eastburn even more than he was already hurt. That's oh why he didn't my say anything. Gosh,
1: what a loser!
0: But keep in mind that a spot of blood on a towel that didn't match anyone's in the family. A pubic hair that didn't match Tim, mm-hmm. and DNA under the fingernails of Katie and one of the girls that don't match him to this day. Oh, so there's still parts that are like, even though like everything else is very obviously like it's unequivocal that Tim did this because how else, Yeah, and obviously he changed the story, everything else, but those things are like, they still exist. Yeah. So he goes to military court, nail in the coffin. He's sentenced to life in prison. They can't do death row in military court. So he doesn't get death row. He avoided that, but he does get life in prison. Um, there still are unanswered questions about the case. Um, why is probably a big one. No one really knows to this day. He's never said why any of this happened. Right. Um, how did he have a whole life that's so completely normal, but he's also a person capable of murdering two little girls, and he has his own daughters at home.
1: Ew. Like,
0: and then he has two girls that he just killed. He didn't have to kill them, you know. Like, they the one girl was killed under her own Star Wars blanket. Like, it seems like she might have been sleeping originally. So, that's like, so he didn't have to kill them, but he led a completely normal life that had no other – like, his wife was with him that whole time. Yeah, that's horrible. Like, he, what, bought the dog earlier that day, came back in after being with his family because he was he went with them. They stayed there, and he just decided, let me go back to that house. That woman, I wanted, he wanted to rape her, and then he just killed them all?
1: Yeah, like, maybe he was just thinking, like – I'm going to rape her and then kill her. And then what? Leave these kids. It's better that they're dead too. Like then not have a mom.
0: Or maybe if they witness something maybe, but then the one was under the
1: bed. Well, I, I figured that he just killed one and was like, Oh, she just kill the other. And the other one was
0: hiding. That little baby. Uh, and she's like so traumatized. It. Like I probably had like, yeah, she had like, oh, they said that she had all those speech delays and stuff because she's probably so freaking traumatized. She was home alone with those bodies for three days.
1: Yeah. Gosh, that's terrifying! And the smell that they smelled right mm. away—like mm-hmm. she was just in that.
0: It's horrible. I'm horrified. Emerson's in here. Emerson, what do you think? She's making. <laughs> the, I the literally have only heard the last three minutes, and I don't know what the heck happened, but that's awful. No, it, it's literally yeah. sick. I was alone with bodies for three days. Mm-hmm.
1: Her sisters and her mom, and they were stabbed.
0: So wonder she
1: ever talked. Yeah, they, seriously. I
0: actually there's um the podcast um. Serial Killers, (laughs) I don't know what it's called, um, from Parcast, and I really love it. There's one episode that I can't listen to, though, and it's the John Wayne Gacy ones, which I'd like to do an episode on him at some point, but they, like, talk in detail about, and they, like, put trigger warnings and stuff, obviously, but they talk in detail about, like, all the, he, like, killed little boys. Like, some of them were, like, teenagers, but some of them were, like, 10. Like, they were, like, young. And so, like, reading about it is just disturbing. Same with Jeffrey Dahmer. The ones that, like, his later ones were different that are, like, more just, like, depraved. But the younger boys that he started off with in the beginning that were, like, really vulnerable and runaways and stuff like that just make me very, very sad.
1: Yeah, I hate all of it. And I don't understand why people are obsessed with serial killers.
0: Well, sorry, Maddie. I just think it's interesting. (laughs) I just want to understand. I feel like maybe because it gives me this false sense of security if I get it. Like, if I can put two and two together, what really freaks me out are the ones that are normal like that, where it's like, but but, that's what I'm
1: saying. Like,
0: a a lot of them are, like, seemingly
1: normal. Most of them
0: have, like, something happened or, like, a brain injury, something, like, crazy. I mean, the amount of serial killers, it's really freaky. The amount of serial killers that got hit in the head at, like, age 11 are ridiculous.
1: Yeah. It's
0: insane. Like, what's his name? Richard Ramirez got hit with a swing and he was literally never the same and then killed a bunch of people. yeah it's crazy but But what do you have no one knows that's the thing that's what they ask you have no idea because well i mean if you're hitting your brain before your prefrontal cortex is developed i mean you're gonna have impulse control issues but
1: but so many kids get hit in the head at
0: exactly if you you want to prevent that you just have your kid wear a helmet all day every day because little kids just do that like you can't I just wrap my child in bubble wrap his whole last awesome. year. God, that, that whole year, man. Just one year though. Just the one. And then on his twelfth birthday, he's in the clear. <laughs> yeah. Just cut it off. He finally, you're free, son. And then he just runs into an open field. And bashes his head into and a piece of <laughs> <it> wood. <laughs> <No. laughs> and you're like, well, great.
1: Does this still affect your prefrontal
0: <laughs> cortex? Or but it doesn't it just matter. Because little Johnny's gone.
1: <gasps> no, I didn't mean bash his head, like
0: die. <laughs> well, I just mean like he tripped. Well, you already made it dark. I just took it to it like a tad oh, darker. Oh,
1: I didn't mean bash as in like a gruesome way. I just meant like hit, like
0: bonk. Oh, okay. So there's a difference between bonk and bash. Okay. If I, I if I, just, I bonk you in the nose, that's different than bashing you in the nose. <laughs> you're right. I just wasn't thinking that, Maddie. You don't think enough. You just you need to think more. Have you ever considered just thinking? No. Okay. Um. Maddie, happy engagement. I hope this. I hope this murder made you feel no. Oh, this That's murder. It. This murder made me
1: want to skip the engagement and just be married, so I never oh. have to go home alone.
0: Or so that you could marry a kin. What's his name? Don't say that over my life. I wouldn't. I, I don't think. All right, I'm gonna put it on the record now. I don't think we is a serial killer, and if he's ever questioned, I, I really don't think he is. Unless a story comes out that he was hit in the head as a child, in which case I am iffy. I'm gonna go and ask him. We should actually definitely ask him because I feel like Corey's had a one-two to the
1: again a few times. Yeah, I feel like he'd for sure be like, "Yeah, I got hit in the head when I was nine, ten, eleven,
0: twelve, <laughs> every single year." <laughs> maybe
1: it's just beyond repair. He's like
0: every morning I fell out of my bed he's directly on my it ky- so many times it's made him it nicer. <laughs> a couple times it just bonked itself back out. Yeah. He's like, the first fall definitely made a dent, and the second fall undid the dent. Right. So exactly. it's fine. Well, Corey, this one's for you. <laughs> Why? Not exactly sure. Ooh. because of that rang. Look at her. Can you see the glitter in the thing? Kinda. Yeah. She got a little sparkle.
1: Ooh.
0: I've just noticed this bump in my hair the entire time we've been sitting here.
1: Oh, I haven't noticed it once. Mm, well,
0: that's all I think about, because I'm self-absorbed.
1: Well. Much love, everybody. Happy
0: Take care if of
1: yourself. Your <laughs> I was thinking about <laughs> it the other day. Sometimes people listen to our podcast on their birthdays. And, <laughs> we never, <laughs> and We never wish them happy birthday because we don't know.
0: But what if
1: someone listens to this on their birthday? And unless
0: their birthday's in April, in which case, shut up. No,
1: because someone could listen to this next April. Hunter's
0: birthday is in April. Hunter, the one who was Happy our- late birthday, birthday. Hunter. <laughs> she responded to all of your angst in that one episode where you talked about how much you hate April. Oh no. And she I said th- my birthday's in April. I'm so sorry. Apologize to Hunter. Tell her. I'm birthday. really sorry. You're exempt,
1: I swear. I swear, you're exempt from birthdays. I did say if I got married in April my marriage would be doomed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I I was being dramatic and Were you?
0: I thought you actually thought your marriage would be doomed. No, I I'm just I kidding. do. <laughs> oh. <okay.
1: laughs> I I was being dramatic though. Like I don't actually, but maybe a little. I don't know. I like you though. Hunter. <laughs> I promise. All right. Well, um there's no coming back from this. Good night, New York. Have a birthday if it's your dang birthday. Bye. <laughs>